What's your risk number? Find your true north. On the Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners podcast, you'll find financial tips, insights, and information to help you plan for your future. True North Wealth Partners has locations in Dublin and Wooster, Ohio, while serving clients nationwide. Dedicated to God, country, clients, and family. To learn more about the Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners podcast, visit MyTrueNorthWP.com. That's MyTrueNorthWP.com. True North Wealth Partners, welcome home. Experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages or meat you barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at Waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at Beachistics to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon RANGERS15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order at Waltons.com. Waltons, everything but the meat. This is Ranger Prospect Wayne Krim, and you're listening to the Ranger Report Podcast. The Ranger Report. Yeah, the Ranger Report. Inside Scoop, listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, here we go. This is the Ranger Report podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. What's what's today been like, Em? Because uh, we got Cole Reagan tonight starting pitching and Bubba playing left field. Yeah, it's um, it's. It's been crazy. I mean, we had the Kumar Rocker uh, press conference as well, the introduction. And so it's been a busy day at the ballpark. Uh, but yeah, exciting, exciting times. I think I saw the note where this is the first time two first round picks by the same team have made their debut on the same day since I think Will Clark and somebody else for the Giants in 86. So yeah, it's a big day. Yeah, I don't think I was covering baseball in 86. I was in uh, elementary school. I was two yeah. years old. You were two years old. Shut up, CJ. <laughs> I wasn't two, but I was, yeah, I was close. Yeah, I think, I think I'm around your age, Emily, So, and CJ's a young one. So, <laughs> Okay. All right, so when you talk to young players like, you know, Smith, Reagans, Otto, what seems to be the hardest thing for them to adjust to the majors, or is it kind of different with everybody? I mean, I think it probably is different for everybody. It's just, I mean, the speed of the game, It's there's just nothing that can prepare you for it um, other than experiencing it. So I, everything's just, you know, faster, everybody's stronger, everybody's more talented. Um, so I think it's just, you know, adjusting to that um, and, and then making adjustments after that. So it's just a, it's a constant game of, of tweaking. And um, so I, I think for, but, you know, what you hear guys say is a lot of times is, you know, just kind of the speed and how everything moves so much quicker at the big league level. Uh, and it's, 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 it's kind of hard to predict, you know, uh, Cole kicked ass. Uh, he missed two years. 
with Tommy John and he came back and kicked ass, but it's a different level. It's a different level going to the big leagues. So kind of what's your opinion on what do you, what, what do you think he's going to look like at time? Cause it's, it's, it's really hard to try to figure out. Yeah. I don't think there's any, I don't think anybody knows um, a Cole included. I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's a, it's a constant, you know, guessing game as far as who's going to, who's going to sink at this level and who's going to swim. Uh, he absolutely has the, the tools of the talent and the, and the arm and the, the repertoire. He's got it all, you know, he's got it all there. Um, it's just how, how quickly can he get comfortable on that big league mound and, uh, you know, I guess kind of adjust to hitters and how they approach him and uh, what works and what doesn't. Um, so, you know, it, it, your guess is as good as mine, quite honestly, but, you know, they put him in the, in a situation and that they feel like he's ready for and, you know, chips will fall where they fall tonight on the mound. Yeah, I I I, uh, I kind of hope it works out like his first start in Round Rock. I got to cover that. I was down in Austin at the time and got to see that, and he was incredible there. So I'm I'm we're really rooting for him, not just because we've had him on the show, but because he's a he's such a nice guy. I know you've talked to him; such a super nice guy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that's you know something this organization is really focused on is trying to bring in high character uh, guys and you know he's been through so much and had yeah. had so much taken away from him certain there were times when you know he was wondering if this was ever going to happen and so i i have a feeling i haven't had a chance to talk to him since he's been up yeah but um you know that he's just grateful to be here in this situation and hoping he can make the most of it because there's there's absolutely you know, places for him and others to take a take a stronghold uh, on a spot in this rotation. All right, let's switch gears a little bit. I wanted to ask you, what's the trade deadline like for you? Because you get, you know, you have relationships with all these guys. You're with them, you know, lots, pretty much every day. You're talking to these guys. Is it as nerve wracking for you as it is for these guys? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, and it depends on the year. I mean, last year was pretty nerve wracking because I was, you know, super tight with Joey. Yeah. Um, that was hard. Um, I did, to be honest, I didn't see Matt Bush coming. Um, but you know, that hurt. That hurt. I'm, I'm, thr- that I'm hurt. thrilled. Yeah, but I'm thrilled for him yeah. for sure. Um, excited to, you know, to, to watch and see what he can do in Milwaukee with a contender, and um, you know, so it just kind of depends on the season. I was, you know. Wondering about Martine, obviously, would, would he get traded? It's been such a joy to have him back this season. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's, it, it can be stressful. It just kind of depends on the season as yeah. far as my stress level is concerned. So we have a, a, a guest on, uh, Tyler Nielsen, who was my uh, favorite receiver, not named Slade Hodges, <laughs> um, in high school. Uh, Tyler? Hey, Emily, thanks for joining the podcast once again. Uh, so first off, I'll give you a little bit of crap being from Plainview, like CJ does. <laughs> got to start switching those colors to maroon and white. Do what now? I said you got to start switching those colors over to maroon and white. That's not going to happen. You know <laughs> uh, no, my question for you is, uh, do you see the Rangers extending Martin Perez? Um, I think something will get done. I, I think I think he'll be back here. Uh, I think he'll be back. I'm not certain at what point in time that's going to happen, but I'm confident they'll they'll 
they'll get a deal done, if not before the season, shortly thereafter. So I uh, adopted a puppy, and uh, he's a chihuahua. And I'm going to let you guess his name. And he wants you to guess the puppy's name. It's a Rangers-related name. Um, Solak. Nope. Uh, uh, he, okay. Can, damn, Ben, I'm going to give her a huge hint here. Uh, <laughs> he once played groundskeeper while doing an interview with you. To avoid a Gatorade oh, bath. Thank you. Yeah. Beltray. There you go. Beltray. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, so, Emily, I mean, you, you've been doing this a long time. Um, now you're getting to see a whole new, a new, a whole new crop of, of, of Rangers players. So how difficult is it to adjust to that? You know, it, well, am I making sense? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's, um, I mean, it's just an ever evolving thing. I mean, it's, I've done yeah. it long enough to where I, I kind of now I'm used to it, uh, and know how to, you know, kind of maneuver my way with new relationships and new players and new families and all that kind of stuff. So it's just, it's kind of something I've just gotten used to. Um, you know, the relationships that I've developed, the vast majority of them, I maintain those. And so, um, you know, it, it, it does take time to build that trust and that comfort level with guys at something you can't rush. And so I just try to be as patient as possible and kind of follow their lead and, uh, you know, and just, just get to know them. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about getting uh, dumped on by Gatorade with Froogie and Elvis, right? <laughs> no, Martin started to do started to do it oh, for a little while. Yeah, yeah, uh, but he we have an agreement. He, he's not he's not coming. For <laughs> you know, I uh, I had a lot of good questions planned a week or two ago, and then Jared and Hannah stole you and did a really good podcast with you on the Straight Up Texas podcast. Oh, and, thank you. And like they stole a bunch of my questions, so you know we had to kind of scramble at the last second. Thank so I'm gonna have to blame Jared for that. I'll have to yeah, have to let him yeah. know he stole that from me. But no, that was really good. By the way, I really I really enjoyed their podcast. They do a fantastic job, and it was fun. Yeah, it was fun hearing you yeah. on there. Yeah, we had a blast. All right, so I did want to ask you because you deal with this. We love, oh, we love your podcast. Oh, that too. Yeah, I was going to promote that at the end. It's awesome. Oh, thank you, thank you. All right, so you deal with this more than we do, uh, Emily. Twitter fans love to harp on just the negatives, and they never look at the positives of this team. Uh, you know, what are some of the positives that you've seen coming out of the 2022 season? Well, I mean, I think like the resurgence of Marty. Perez has been fantastic. Um, I mean, Adolis has been a little up and down, but I think his proving that he belongs at the big league level is encouraging. Um, the play at the catcher position has been phenomenal, um, regardless of who's been back there. Uh, Mitch before he was injured, and then Cole, I'm sorry, Jonah and uh, Maybreece, even in Sam Huff when he was here, it's been such a such a bright spot with they, what they've done, not only behind the plate, but at the plate. Um, you know, just Jonathan Hernandez and Jose LeClerc getting back in the mix, back on the mound. Uh, resurgence of Matt Moore has been encouraging. I, you know, they want to keep him around for, for a bit. Um, and then, you know, the, the way that Corey and Marcus started the season, you know, really underwhelming. And now kind of seeing the players that that we – that we knew we were getting when we signed 
All right, so we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Tyler has one question for you. Uh, Em, I know you've had a busy day at the ballpark with Kumar's press conference and all that. Um, Have you had a chance to get to talk to Cole being at the ballpark or bubble? And if so? Um, I squealed. I I have not had a chance to talk to Cole. Uh, You don't talk to starting pitchers today. They start. start. Um, And Bubba got here really late. He had some travel issues. But I gave him a giant, giant hug whenever he walked into the dugout and went, uh, went before he went out for uh, batting practice. So haven't had to have I haven't gotten to have lengthy conversations with um, either one of them. But looking forward to uh, to seeing him on the field, and I look forward. I think they'll, I think both of them will be here for for a bit. All right. Yeah, and, and, oh, go ahead, CJ. Well, I, yeah, I have one more uh, with Brad Miller on the men. Um, and him coming back, it's going to be hard to decide who to send down, Zeke Varan or Josh Smith. I don't think you can send either one down. I just my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I mean, a lot can happen between now and then. You know, it's, you, you don't ever have to. You don't worry about roster moves before they're they need to be made. In my opinion, because um, you just get way too far ahead of yourself, and so that those things tend to have a way of working themselves out. Um, but I don't think either either one of those guys – now at this point in the season where this team is, I think they want they want to focus as much as they can on these younger players to see, you know, if they can stick at this level. That's why Bubba and Cole are up. Yep. So – all right, Emily. Well, I'd like to thank you for joining us. I'd like to, to flex on my buddies here just a little bit. It was nice to meet you. I covered a couple games this year. I had a giant beard the first time I was there and uh, back oh, okay. in May, and then I shaved it. I was there a couple of weeks ago, yeah, I, I think. Like so Santa. I looked like Santa Claus the first time I was there, but I, lo- okay. I lost a bet with a vacation Bible school group and had to shave my beard off. So uh, that, that's where that oh, okay. went. But uh, I appreciate well, every, everything you do. Uh, you make it fun for everyone to enjoy the games. And uh, of course, your podcast, The Mom Game. Everyone go check that out. Thank you so much for taking the time with us should tonight. I, should, I, should I sing the, uh, the Ben and Skin? <laughs> Got that Emily, that Emily. <laughs> Oh, that song will forever be linked to me. That's for sure. Thank you again, Emily. Okay, okay. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good one. You too. Emily, I had a, a, so I was covering a game in Austin, and I spit coffee all over my windshield whenever they sang that song, and it was the first one, first time that they, they did that song for you. Oh, yeah. Um, and you goes, <laughs> you said, yeah. That was that was awkward. That was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can always count on Ben and Tim for a little awkward. <laughs> True. All right. Thanks again, Emily. Thanks. Okay. Ann. Thank you, guys. Welcome to the Ranger Report podcast. Uh, ben is. Uh, having some issues with his gut. He's having some poop issues. Uh, so it's just me solo, but I was able to thankfully get a good friend who I used to call Moon Pie, but he's lost too much weight. Uh, and <laughs> John Moore is joining the Ranger Report podcast. How you doing, John? I'm good. What's going on, man? Yeah, it's 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 good to see you again. And uh, I think I can smell Ben through the speakers. <laughs> hey, Ben, you know, put the waft that thing off. 
walk that thing off. So uh, I we're, we're going to jump right into it. Um, so Brad Miller is getting ready to come off the DL. And you have Josh Smith and Ezekiel Duran on the roster. I don't think you can send either one of those guys down. So that's going to be a decision that's going to be hard to make. Uh, what do you think? Probably Nick Solak. Oh, okay. Well, make that easy. I'm, I'm assuming Nick Solak's the one going down. So then, you know, Nick, he's played okay since he's been up, but he's he's the one that's likely odd man out and wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't, if, if, if it's necessary, we don't see a DFA on him. Yeah. And uh, so we've, I've pounded the table over and over and over again for Laody Tavares. How special can this guy be? Right now he's proven to be, you know, he's solidifying himself right now. They had him third in the lineup yesterday. Um, he, he, he's a changed hitter. You know, they had him lower his hands and, 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 and something with, with uh, Tim hires that, that, and Donnie Eckert that they did something with him, told him to go to AAA when he didn't make the team coming out. You know, he was good the second half of last year after he got sent down. He played very good in AAA, and then he had an okay spring. He goes to – he didn't make the team out of spring training. He goes down. They tell him what they want him to work on, and he just rakes while he's down there. So we've known defensively what he can do, and last night it was apparent too. I mean, I've, I was at the last two games, and and they were horrible to watch. But Leody <laughs> yeah. out there, I mean, it's look when a ball, when a ball gets over Leody, it's a well hit ball. And uh, so offensively, you know what he's doing right now. If he can continue to do what he's doing right now, the pop hadn't really hit. He's he's hit what three home runs since he's been up. So I mean, yeah, he's a he's definitely setting himself up to be the center fielder on this team. And you know, I think. The Rangers envision being a uh, being a you know a starting pitcher. I mean, being a leadoff hitter and uh, and doing that. I don't know that he's quite there yet. Um, they've tried him up. You know, right now they're 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 injured. They're having to put him up in the lineup. But uh, he's definitely this look. This, Leody Leody ain't going anywhere. He's up here, yeah. so he's yeah. he's solidifying himself as a starter. Um, if 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 Leody Tavares isn't starting. Uh, in this lineup next year, they have done some big things in the offseason for the outfield. Right. And so let's talk about Adolis. So last year, you know, he had a great, what, May, April, and kind of cooled off. But, uh, and Chris Halleck from SI said on the podcast that he has to prove that he can maintain. I think he's done that. I think he's done that. And that's a guy you can kind of build around. Do you think that? Is true I or well, I don't know what you build around him, but I think he solidified himself as an outfielder. I mean, the guys you're building around right now are Corey Seeger and Marcus Simeon. But but yeah, I mean, look, he's he is uh you know, he's he's under a lot of control. He's still 28, 29 years old. He's a late bloomer, sort of the way that uh Nelson um, Cruz that Nelson Cruz was. And 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 he definitely, you know, he didn't play yesterday. I asked Woodward about it in the pregame because there was speculation on trade deadline day, you know. He's not in the lineup. Is this a normal day off? Is there something happening? Because there was some talk that maybe he could get moved in a deal, somebody looking for a right-handed bat. Um, and he was like, no, it's just a regular day. And he never came out for batting practice. He never came out for anything. So everyone wondered. But he's, but what he said, he looked, when he starts scuttling a little bit, every swing that he – 
that he does, his torque in his body and what he does. He swings hard. He swings hard. He goes, when he's off, he just, he doesn't need to, he doesn't need to DH or do something like that. You need to just get him all the way out of the lineup. And so yeah. basically I think they told him, don't even show up till six o'clock and don't worry about it. Cause you're not going <laughs> to play. You ended up pinch hitting late in the game. He almost gave him three runs there. He hit a foul ball about 890 feet, but just a little <laughs> bit foul. And, uh, but I mean, look, he's, he is solidifying himself in the outfield for sure. Um, you know, if he can continue to do what he's doing, like he's hitting what, 265, somewhere yeah, in he's, there. He's in right. It, it, you know, Adolis hitting 250 is good at Adolis. Yeah, and yeah, he's above that. I think he's close to yeah, 260, he's maybe. 265, I think. He's got about what, 18 home runs, something like 15, 18 home runs, something like that. So he's on on pace to maybe hit 25, 30 home runs, something to that effect. Um I'm look it up. Might be 35 home runs, but this is a guy that was hitting 30 home runs in the minor league. So it's not, you know, they have a shorter season. Well, he so, was 30, 30 guy last year. So. Yeah. So he's, he's on pace to do it again. Um, you know, still in bases. He can, you know, every once in a while, his head, he, he tries too hard to do he's too much. He's in right at 250, right yeah. at 250. He's down so. to 250. So, well, I mean, Simeon and Seager are below him. They're both down at 248, <laughs> 249. But so, yeah, I mean, look, he's, he's, He's he's a good player to have right now. He's probably on a winning team, but he's he's shouldn't be the 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 core of your winning team. I mean, right. there's better bats to 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 get out there and and uh, and. But you know what? I tell you, a bat that might be someone big to come up and help him this year would be Josh Young. And there's mm, things I'm hearing. Yeah, I was about to ask you about that. Uh, I've kind of forgotten about Josh Young. He's hitting two two hundred, but he's played in five games. Uh, I, I'm hearing pretty soon he, he's actually playing in the field. Um, pretty soon he's probably going to make an appearance in Triple A. You know what's made him? What's made me forget about him is Josh Smith and Zeke Duran. Well, so, and, and nothing to take away from Zeke Duran and Josh Smith, but Josh Young that is a better player than them. He's just a better player yeah, than, okay. than them all together. He's got more power. He hits for better average. He just looks more disciplined at the plate. He's got better exit velocity but coming he can't off the ball. Stay healthy. That's a concern. That is a concern. But now that he is, but he healed quicker than everyone thought. They thought there might be a chance he could just be a DH. You know, at the end of the year, now he's playing in the field. Um, it wasn't his throwing shoulder, which was good. But he's 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 hitting the ball now. He's he's hitting at ACL. That I you know, let me be very clear. ACL is the Arizona Complex League. That's not his knee. <laughs> um, and but he's he's now he's healthy. You know, I mean, he's he's healthy. He's playing. They'll have him in AAA soon, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. If he doesn't end the season in the big leagues, I didn't think that would happen. I thought they'd hold on to that, that option for him going into next year, but uh, they could use the bat right now. And, uh, but they want to get him some more at bat. So I think he's going to be in the big leagues. All right. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way. I adopted a puppy. Okay. And you got to guess his name. His name is uh, Adolis. No, he's going to be a future hall of famer. Future Hall of Famer. Is that Beltre? Beltre. Hey, Beltre the dog. All right. Um, so let's talk pitching. Um, and the Rangers don't uh, have any. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that John so, Gray thing's going to suck. Yeah, that's going to really suck. And so we're going to see Cole Reagans on Thursday night. So what do you think of him? Uh, we had him on the podcast uh, about a month ago. Yeah, we've had him on too. Um, he's he's a great kid. I'm yes. I'm so you know he's come off two Tommy John surgeries. I mean he was yeah. He, so an, so what do you what what do you think he's going to bring? I know he 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 does cutter change four seamer. 
Um, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to watch Kid Pitch. People kind of forget about this. I mean, look, Cole Reagans was a was a number one uh-huh. draft pick. He was drafted in the first round. That first yep. year he came out, he went to Spokane that first year and was amazing. Mm-hmm. Did really well. And then he came out and started good that second year and then started feeling something like two starts into the season. Uh, I think he was at, at uh, Hickory, which back then was low A. Uh, two starts into the season, he started feeling something. It turned out to be Tommy John. Then he comes back. He goes out the first game. He pitches off Tommy John. He fills yeah. it again. Has his second Tommy John surgery. He's an outstanding kid. I mean, just just talking to him. You talk to him. He's just an amazing kid. So this is fantastic. I mean, look, he's the one guy. The Rangers. The reason the Rangers didn't go out and sign a bunch of pitching. They signed. They knew we're going. We knew they were going to go out and get a couple of veteran starters. But they needed to see what they had at the top levels of the minor league system. Going into, you know, they got two big bats. They knew they needed another bat. If they didn't get it at the trade deadline, they'll do it this offseason. Pitching is a focus. I looked John Daniel in the eye and said, you know, what about pitch? He said, pitching will be a priority going into this offseason. They talked about the trade deadline yesterday, him and Chris Young. I asked him if any of the conversations that they had are carrying over. That's what happened with Lance Lynn. The Lance Lynn deal was everybody thought he was going to get moved at the trade deadline. They started out, um, you know, well, uh, but uh, in, you know, in, in, on a conversation, that conversation carried over into the winter, and that's when they did the Dane Dunning deal, the Dane Dunning trade for Lance mm-hmm. Lynn. I think the Rangers pitching staff as a whole. Uh, well, okay, let me go ahead and rephrase. So, anytime a, a, a huge player like Juan Soto gets mentioned uh, being trade available, the Rangers are going to be a part of it because they have stock the farm system and you and i agreed don't you you've we've spent so much time and effort in in stocking the farm system don't give it away like that well they they, you know they Juan Soto would be playing for the Texas Rangers if the Texas Rangers were in the second wild card spot right now right you and i I agree like if it was next year fine Make yeah, they they, they would they would be year. right in on that, but they yeah. they're you know it was a lot to give up for Juan Soto. I think the Rangers, from what I understand, made a very competitive bid, um, and they did it. And when the and when the Nationals said no, the Rangers said okay, and you know that that was fine. This is what we're willing to do. We're we're really in on this guy. We want to. Here's what we got. They said no. They get the haul they got was amazing. Padres are the right ones to do it, man. They, this, they're going for it all now. Let me tell you what their farm system just dropped down in the bottom third because they lost everybody mm. at the top. Of, but they, but they have and the Rangers point. would have been that same boat if they would have traded for him. So people forget Rangers had a top farm system about 2008, 2009. Then they go uh-huh. into 10 and 11. They were able to go get Cliff Lee and mm-hmm. not even use their top prospect. Cause at the time Jerks and Procafar was the top prospect. They, they used Justin smoke to go get Cliff Lee. And so they, you know, you've, you've got the, you've got the tools in the toolbox to go. It, it what it is, it's money. You got money in the bank to go shopping. Well, and players are money. That's what players I'm saying. That's the yeah. currency. And so when you're, Farm system. Look, there's a lot of guys that are going to jump in this, in this, in this mm-hmm. system. Car, uh, Evan Carter probably hit there. Uh, Evan uh, Carter uh, is hot, hot, hot. Louis, a- Louis Angel Acuna is probably going to drop in. Louis on Hill. Yeah, we had him on the podcast last year. So Josh Smith drops out because now he's no longer eligible. Uh, Cole Reagans, depending on how many, you know, he, Cole Reagans probably only got about 30 more innings left this season. So I don't know what they're going to do there. He's, he's yeah, that's pitch. that's what I was going to ask you about is how many innings is he going to get? 
he's probably only going to go. I mean, look, they, he only had 80 last year. I think they got him at about 95. I saw that someone said he had 95 innings right now. They probably planned on him going about 120, 125 or somewhere in there. I mean, they might let him go 130 if he's still cruising. Well, and let's change it up. Kumar Rocker. So there's been people that have been telling me, yeah, you can put him in triple A. No, <laughs> no. Where, where would you put Kumar Rocker? First of all, he's, he's going to go to ACL first. He's going to go down there. He's going to go do their, right. you know, they, they, they have a, they have this, uh, this damn. It's a, yeah. It's called the, the, um, Ben knows it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> the lab, the lab, yeah, the, the lab. lab. They go get in the lab, and they 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 do that. He's gonna go 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 in the lab. That that's where they're gonna do measurements, do all of that, work on that. He'll probably go pitch in the. You know, he's only done twenty innings, twenty five innings. Mm-hmm. He's he's healthy, so they want to get some more innings out. I'm, I'm imagining if he doesn't go to double A, I mean, he'll go to a Hickory, I guess. But I, I mean, that's, he's that's older. my guess. He's older I, than lighter. I yeah, mean, I, I I want him to go, and I wanted lighter last year to go to high a not well, start at double a I'll tell you right I'll tell you right now Kumar Rocker if he is as you know the way he threw in uh in Tri-City or whatever that place was called up there when he was in that independent league if he throws like that in high a and double a he's going to make the major leagues for Jack Ryder. okay okay I, all right I, you heard it here first i'm telling you that yeah, right now. i'm gonna i'm gonna let you have that one <laughs> so I, I, I think he is it, look he was more well thought of coming out of college he was he was the ace well, it, it, starting in 2022 he was the overall number one pick he was it and look then, he was he was consensus number one all year long he mm-hmm. was the number one person in the yep. draft all year yep. long at the end of the year his velocity dropped from 98 to 99 he started hitting 92 93 people thought something was wrong he still pitched unbelievable all the way to the college world series even though velo was down people thought he might be an injury something there he dropped to 10 they couldn't get him signed and now he's throwing 98 99 again and the rangers got him i mean geez uh, <laughs> you, you gotta and, and, and i gotta give credit one person, one person said, if I was the Rangers, I would take Kumar Rocker. And guess who it was? My partner. She Jeff said Wilson. it. He Jeff said Wilson. It. Yep. Said if it was me, I'd take Kumar. And so when talking to them, that was pretty interesting talking to them about that. So that look, I really think that, that, uh, that they had, uh, What's his name? Holiday was their top choice. Holiday, yeah. And I think Jones was on their board too. And I think if one of those two was there, that's probably who they were going to go with. After Holiday and Jones were gone, um, it there was a bunch of guys that that had some had great tools, but none of they they had each had Didn't, a whole, yeah they weren't popping. Yeah, they weren't popping. And and so when you're sitting there going, you know, I really like Elijah Green. I really like Brooks Lee. I really like you know Tamar. Uh, Johnson, I really like him, but God, I've always loved Kamar Rocker. And, uh, you know, geez, even if he's not quite healthy or whatever, let's freaking just go get Kamar. You know, he's, he'll sign for less and we'll have a little money. And, and honestly, and they've said this, they did not do that thinking Brock Porter would slide to them. They did that thinking. Oh, Brock. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Brock Porter sliding to them in the fourth round. Holy crap. Yeah, so he they 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 didn't think that that was just like icing on the cake. They they yeah. thought honestly what they thought was there. So they call them tween guys, and and uh, and and Kip Kip Fag said we we had these guys that are called tween guys, and and we told everybody scout everybody like we have a second and third round pick. The reason is because some of these guys for signability reasons or whatever might slide to the fourth, and if we have any money, if we don't get Holiday or we don't get 
um, um, Jones and we have a little money, maybe one of these guys that slides, we might can get him, you know, above slot and we can get a good player with no intention whatsoever that they think Brock Porter was going to slide to him. They thought he was no, going. I, I, I damn near shit my pants when they yeah. got him. <laughs> well, he started getting into a point where you started looking at it and, and well, I think, because he, he, he threatened to go to college. And, well, he was going to college. He, he yeah. put a price. He put a price out there that they said, um, uh, you know, th- th- that a lot of teams couldn't take because it was going to be over where their slot was and they were going to have to go below. But the Rangers had. And, and they still had second and third round picks and the Rangers didn't. And so they were like, you know, I can get a good player at second and third round and I, I, I can't you know, pick somebody in the second round and give away most of their money. So, you know, so that that's the way they were looking at it. And the Rangers were like, hey, we got two and a half million that we got left from Kumar, you're 500. We got three, 3 million just sitting there right when we get to it that we can give you, what's it going to take? And they called him and said, you know, what about this? They knew that I think it was, who was it? It was two picks before him where it's a one team. They, they thought it might've had some money. They had some overslot guys or underslot guys. And uh, I remember there's a video of Kip Fag uh, in the room and they're watching, they're watching whoever it was. They took a kid out of Texas tech or something. And you see them all high-fiving and slapping and going, Oh my God, that means he's coming to us. Cause they knew the next team didn't have him. And then he slid and they, they took him and they were high-fiving and ready to go. It was pretty cool. Yeah, and so I'm just I mean, pre, pre-warning you in one minute and 20 seconds, this thing's going to stop recording. All right, so we'll go ahead and um, I'll let you close it out by uh, this is Chris Young's deal. He's he's making the calls and John Daniels has allowed him to do it. He's saying in the background, it's Chris Young's team now. So go ahead. Finish yeah, off. Well, yeah, it is. And, and look. A lot of people that like to go on the Nolan and what Nolan did and all of that. Nolan yeah, is yeah. taking it. Nolan never made a a, a move like that in, in his life. Now he had to sign off on him. He was the boss, and Nolan Ryan had to sign off on every deal that came through. Uh, there was some talk he did not like you, Darvish, and was not in on you, Darvish. No, whatsoever. he did not. He did but not want that. John Daniels signs off on all of Chris Young's deals. He's there, but he's he's also. I mean, he probably has a little more hands on than, than Nolan, but he he does kind of step back. This is Chris Young that's driving the bus and doing that stuff. So um, the Rangers are in good hands right now. This second half might be a little turbulent going in. It just means they'll get a better draft pick next year. But I tell you what, they're going to be big spenders this offseason. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook and at therangerreport.com.